15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Wait a minute. I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah, yeah wait, here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome to the Barker Podcast Collection. Welcome to the Not Watching Podcast. My name's Rob Howard, and today I'm joined by... Marcus Hurley. We're well into 2020 now, uh, but as you just said, Marcus, January is a, goes on for a very, very long time. And the, the so, 91st of January is when I get paid. Yeah, <laughs> that's, when, that's when this episode's coming out. <laughs> um, yeah, oh yeah, I know what you mean on the wallet, yeah, God. Uh, um, but yeah, uh, we're, yeah, so better late than never, we're going to go through our favourite movies of 2019. Uh, of course, we haven't seen every film that came no. out in 2019. I've done my best, though, to try and get to some of the little stragglers that are now available to rent and stuff. But, yeah, some stuff like that came out towards the end of last year, I, I haven't seen, like, mm. Doc, Doctor Sleep. No, uh, I haven't either. Yeah, I'm trying to think now. Yeah, things like that, that I, I have a feeling... I mean, if I think a film's gonna, if I think a film's got any chance whatsoever of getting into my top five, I will try and see it. But I just didn't get around to no, sleep. No. Just the stars did not align. Um, luckily, a lot of really good films uh, came out on Netflix at the end of the year, so uh, that was handy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, without going into all of that, shall we begin? So, yeah, all right, let's then do we're going to. Yeah, we're going to do uh, top fives, uh, top five movies of 2019 that came out in the UK in 2019. And so I'm going to let you begin, Marcus, with your number five. My number five, uh, as any listener would know by now, is usually one of three films. But this time I only have six in my top five, so um, I'm still shuffling (laughs) around. Oh, God. I'm torn. Um... I'm going to go with Bumblebee. <laughs> oh, right. Now, you see, I'll give you that because that's my number 11 because this... it actually came out on Boxing yeah. Day 2018. Yeah, I know. Um, but it does it does deserve mention. So I think the fact that I've got it, I was going to mention it anyway. I didn't know it came out Boxing Day. I thought it was a 2019 film. Oh. I'll let you have it, man, because oh. it really... it. it it's it's awkward the films that come out in that slot just yeah. be, between Christmas and New Year. Who the hell's going to go to the cinema on Boxing Day to watch? It? <laughs> yeah, well, you'd be surprised. Fucking hell! Yeah, it, this you can tell this is really pulling at my heartstrings. Um, I just thought Bumblebee was amazing. It felt to me like the Transformers film. I mean, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed the first uh, as they're sort of colloquially called Bayformers films. Um, 
I liked what he did with it. It was a different way of doing Transformers. I thought it was really cool. But it's just something about capturing that 80s magic. I want to see more. I want to see Prime in his original tractor trailer form. I want to see. Yeah. I want to see. I want to see Laserbeak and all that as eighties cassettes. Soundwave was amazing. I just oh, it 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 was the Transformers film. I didn't think they would be able to make, and they did somehow. Um, and it it just felt like it felt like it should have been a Spielberg film as well. And to me, that's yeah. not a bad thing. Um, you know. Well, it did borrow quite heavily from E.T. Yeah, well, that probably uh, but, why, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I wouldn't hold that against no. it at all. Because, if you're going uh, to take from good source material, go for some of the best. And yeah, it just, it just, it just, it worked. I just thought it was one of the best Transformers films. And this is from someone who was massively burned by the franchise. You know, I, I didn't give a shit. I, I saw the last one, was it Nights of Something or The Dark Knight, The Last Night? And I was just watching it going, when is this going to end? Even the Dinobots didn't save it for me. I was just like, this this is this is just too long, too much, too late. <laughs> but Bumblebee yeah, was no, amazing. <laughs> yeah, I definitely had a tear in my eye all the way through it. They even, they referenced like the, the movie. Hmm. Um, actually, uh, my sister's been clearing out the loft and uh, she, she brought around her whole box full of Transformers comics from the 80s <laughs> that I collected that have been gathering dust. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a through and through diehard fan of the Transformers like from Amazing. a very early age. I mean, they, they those comics are actually Marvel comics. Oh wow. Um, yeah, they, they were like my superheroes, I guess growing yeah. up. Transformers. Yeah, I, I remember I used to wake up really early before going to primary school. I think it was like 7.32 it was on. And I used to yeah. basically be very quiet and turn on the TV at the bottom of my bed because I'd somehow managed to wangle a little TV into my room and I'd just watch Transformers, Gen 1 Transformers just to see what was going yeah. on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you got to love it. <laughs> now, thinking of like the the way that it sort of plays on the, the themes of E.T., though, um, I watched Shazam the other yeah. night, and and that pretty much is big. Yes, it is. So so uh, I'm, I'm sort of wondering, like, there's there's quite, there might be some mileage in this. Perhaps uh, it's perhaps we can make that a borrow heavily from other films in the era that worked. Because to be honest, in terms of like fantasy films, the 80s and maybe some of the 90s was the era where yeah. it all worked. They didn't have the special effects. But story-wise and just imagination, it worked. So now we're, we're probably seeing... I mean, that's the only reason why Stranger Things works. Yeah. Perhaps uh, the next uh, Transformers spin-off will involve them all being stuck in detention or something. Yeah. Um, in the club for um, early lunches. Maybe because yeah. it's also a new age thing, it might be like a brunch club or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. All right then. Uh, so, <laughs> be- best best move on yeah. on that uh, bombshell. What's um, your fifth? My number five is uh, Jordan Peele's Us. Um, Follow up to Get Out. Um, this premiered at South by Southwest, which which I was at, but not in time to go and see. Uh, so because it it premiered at the, on the first day of the festival, and we were still travelling to it from. New Orleans so uh, yeah it's got a kind of holds place in my heart because of that association but the film itself I thought was a really good commentary on the haves and the haves nots 
Um, I like the 80s setting. Again, we're going there. Um, and the fact that there was a lot of comedy. Um, I thought that the uh, the whole uh, setup with the tethered and everything was really inspired and different. Um, and it had some really strong iconography. The red uh, boiler suits with the gold scissors. That was actually my Halloween outfit this year. <laughs> and <laughs> nice. uh, so, yeah, so yeah, I, I just got a lot uh, kind of tied up in this film and I can't wait to see it again. So yeah, that's my number five. Yes. I never got around to seeing that. I It's one of those films where this is not enough time, um, mm. but it's on my list. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's on my list of films yet to see from 2019. <laughs> so there are a few. Cool. What have you seen, though? What's your number four? Okay, my number four, and yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go more to my heartstrings on this because they're, they're two films, and they're both. I mean, let's let's be honest. All of this is taken up by the big blockbuster ones because they're the ones I went to go and see at the cinema, and they're the ones I felt most happy about. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Detective Pikachu. Oh wow! Okay, I know. Um, it was a tie between that and Captain Marvel. Um, I thought Captain Marvel was a really strong film, but just something about seeing a live-action Pokemon movie after all of the fan films and everything just kind yeah. of snuck in there and still does. I watched it. Um, we watched it again a couple of months ago, and I still just felt like I really enjoyed that film. I enjoyed what it had to offer, the way it, the world it built and everything, and I wanted to see more of it. I was actually still a bit disappointed when the film ended because I wanted to see more. I wanted more adventures to go on and find more stories. Um, and I kind of wish that there would do a series of it. Not necessarily Detective Pikachu because that story comes and goes, but the world that they set up, I want more of it. So who knows? And I think that's not a bad thing. When you find yourself wanting more to revisit that place and hopefully then producing more of it. I, th I think that's a winner in my book. Yeah, that, no, that's great, man. Um, <laughs> I mean, I know you've got a lot of affiliation with well, Pokemon. It's, and like stuff. I said, it's, I it's, don't really, I don't really have that. No. So I, 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 I didn't, you know, it's, it's not really on my radar. No. Really, but, but I mean, um, for you, it'll be you, probably something we might discuss when it comes to TV shows, um, would be the closest affinity, I reckon. Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> but, well, you know, we'll, we'll flip a coin on that. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, we shall. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Um, okay, my number four is Midsommar. Oh, nice. I haven't seen this, but go for it. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, oh, it's Ari Aster, the guy who did Hereditary, creeping me out massively. Um, it's all shot in glorious, like, high dynamic range so it's like the opposite of horror movies that are normally just you can't see anything um and it's all just there on display and i i, I love how like one of the characters is there just going what the actual fuck is going on here and you're just kind of like that's how you feel while you're watching it and as all of them kind of just go about and get slowly embroiled in in <laughs> this insidious grimness that is happening in broad daylight uh but sort of behind the scenes, and then it's all just up for grabs. There's a director's cut that came out the other day, uh, 
but it's sold out currently on Amazon. I I do mean to get oh, that really? at some point. You you have to get the Blu-ray. Uh, uh, it's not available to stream anywhere, unfortunately. Well, it probably is. And then they've got no one to blame but themselves if they can't <laughs> actually sell it to me. Uh, so, uh, yeah. But um, anyway, yeah, Midsommar, Midsommar is awesome. Yeah, that's, that's on my list of yet to see. Um, yeah, I remember when you first saw it and you were saying, oh, my God. I don't know how I feel about life. <laughs> yeah, well, I walked out of there because it was on my week off and I walked out of there and went straight to the beer festival, kind of like when we went and watched Spider-Man the other yeah. year. And I was just like, I was just like dumbstruck. Like, <laughs> oh my God, I've just, I can't unsee that now. And I'm in a field again and people are dancing about and there's beer. And I, I need to just go home and lie down, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that made that made quite an impression on me, and it was and it was and it was a film that I was really looking forward to, and massively paid off. Yeah, um, so I was very happy about that. Cool, cool. What's your number three then? Okay, so my number three is this might surprise you, um, Spider-Man: Homecoming. You mean Far from Home? Oh yeah, that's it. Far from Home. Yeah. He said, changing his notes. <laughs> yeah. Which came my, my, out the same week as what I just watched. So, yeah, that was a good week at um, the cinema. I just loved it. I just, I thought the plot, the plot just kept me strung along. I, I was trying to figure out what the hell was going on. And then when there was the twist and the realisation, I was like, ooh, which made me feel like an old school reading the comic. And you just flick that page and then you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> I, I was really surprised I bought it Did, Despite um, knowing ahead of time who Mysterio was. Well, yeah, that's the whole point. But I didn't know the way that they did it. You didn't know whether it was truly him or someone else. It's like, which way is it going to go? Is it going to be this, that? After the whole twist of of Homecoming, when Peter Parker knocks on that door (laughs) and and MJ's dad opens, you're like, oh, shit. (laughs) So I'm, they're really good at that, aren't they? Yeah, I've, I've, I'm really liking it. It feels like a comic book film, and it feels fun. And the the danger, the peril. I mean, yeah, okay, he probably won't die in the film, but he could probably get really injured. He could probably lose an arm. You don't know because he's Spider Man. <laughs> These things happen yeah. to Spider Man. You know, he he could get seriously injured. He could get both arms broken and have to get out of there by running on his feet. <laughs> Yeah, um, no, there were some really, there were some really like trippy sequences in that, almost oh reminiscent of Spider Verse. To I, be honest, I loved it. Basically, they, it felt to me like they did what happened in X Men Apocalypse, where it was the mind battle, where you had um, Apocalypse turn massive and stuff like that. But whereas that was a cop out because Apocalypse could shape shift size and all that normally, this was perfect because it was all about illusions, and that whole illusion fight sequence was utterly brilliant. Um, yeah, I was just sitting there like, holy shit, how is he going to beat this guy? It's like, there is no spidey sense because you don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I just I just thought the way that they utilised the, the special effects in that were just, it was just brilliant. It was spot on. And I, I just, they... yeah. Sorry, carry on. No, no, it's just, I just thought it was really good. And somehow, despite it being a sort of Sony stroke Marvel movie, it felt like an MCU film. Um, you know, not just because Happy turned up, John Favreau, but it was, it was everything about it. It was the cast. It was, it, it felt like 
this is a Spider-Man series that's continuing in the same vein. And then that ending has thrown me out and I don't know what the hell's going on. Because, and then you've got the Stinger sequence at the end, which if you haven't seen it by now, I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, you could probably do it in another podcast. But that just left me thinking, what the hell's going on? And having yeah, just seen we... the Morbius trailer as well, um, yeah. there's something in that which has thrown me. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> there's a lot going on. Yeah, I don't think we fully got into it on here before because I think oh, we were a little true. bit we slow yeah. watching it. Um, and I, I think I did my spoiler-free review, but we never really got no. into it. But we don't. There's not really time for that now. No. But yeah, no, the whole thing is like a bit of an aftermath to uh, the events of Endgame. Yes, um, and I like the way that um, uh, Mysterio's deal is is all kind of tied into. Tony Stark's legacy, uh, legacy. isn't it? Yeah. It's almost like from the first film. It's almost like <laughs> it. It's part of that whole full circle coming back to the beginning again. You know, because the way Endgame yeah, it's like ends, tying up a yeah. few. Well, it sort of invents some loose ends that no one remembered. Well, yeah, to, just to sort of it, tie it, them up again. But then you kind of think it makes sense because it's all about corporations and stuff and ideology and everything else. And you know, people always yeah. get belittled, and geniuses will always be disgruntled. And it's it's that sort of typical formula that you see, but works so well as a comic book because comic book stories usually are quite typical. I, I just thought the but, cast were brilliant. I just I just it, loved the way that they set him up and the way that they continued to change him and the way that it ended as well. Um, yeah. But just, yeah, it goes to show how like um, like it's Marvel now that they can reach back over all these movies and sort of pull at little strands, can't they? And they'll probably continue yeah. to do that, playing off their strengths uh, to propel the MCU further forward. You know, yeah. ever onwards. I, I just, I just, yeah, I just thought it was a really, really good, really loud, really visceral sort of film. Like, I remember thinking, fucking hell, there's a lot going on. Like, the bangs got me at some point, and I don't normally jump at stuff like that. But I was just sitting there thinking, wow, this is really going for it. And we left the cinema going, that was an experience. (laughs) It felt like I'd gone to Universal and been on a ride. (laughs) Absolutely. And thank fuck that they can actually pay off some of those uh, loose ends that they left in in those stingers that you mentioned. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because it was all looking a little bit shaky there for a bit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. What's your number yeah. three? Three, yeah. Uh, my number three is uh, Ryan Johnson's Knives Out, Ooh. which which came out right at the end of last year. I went along on my Todd and watched it, um, and it's basically a whodunit. Um, okay. Of absolutely classic whodunit with an all-star cast uh, led by Daniel Craig, who plays Benoit Blanc, who has a ridiculous accent like that but much deeper. And uh, yeah, it kind of, uh, someone gets, there's there's all these family members all gathered in the house for this old fella's birthday. He's like a writer. He gets murdered. And then it's all about uh, who done it. Uh, like Clue or Agatha Christie, you know, in oh, a proper wicked. classic way. But it's completely original, um, apart from the fact that it borrows, it's in that genre. Yeah. Um, but it takes some really interesting twists and turns. Um, almost to the point where he pretty much lays out what happens and then it almost turns into a bit of a thriller as you're wondering how they might get away with it. Um, I don't think that's too much for a spoiler. But anyway, it's all... It, the the uh, 
the the whole film is like this sort of uh, clockwork puzzle of a of a film, and uh, and it's just really entertaining. Uh, it's got loads of cool lines. There's also a little bit of a political um, attack on the uh, you know again another film that sort of question is all about the haves and the has nots, the uh, immigration, little bit of uh, sort of reference to the world we're currently in at the moment, and I like that. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, I really recommend it. Uh, nice. And I think I think there is going to be more. Uh, there's going to be like a sequel uh, featuring Daniel Craig's character again. So he, I think he's sort of like, you know, Ryan Johnson was like, yeah, if if this does all right, and it did do surprisingly <laughs> well at the box office, uh, he was saying, oh yeah, I'll do more, no problem. Uh, nice. But yeah, it might not be anytime soon because this one took quite a long time for him to actually write because it's very fiddly and stuff and he's supposed to be doing a star wars trilogy at some point as well so not sure how he'll balance those out well he's just finished bond so i'm sure he needs a bit of a rest (laughs) that's true although he has got something to fall back on now yeah Uh, should he do any more films if he well if this is definitely the last bond movie i think i think i think it is he said that a lot of the time but um yeah well he said it last time and the time before and the time (laughs) yeah Oh, well. I think Quantum Just of Solace was, was his last one, wasn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, fucking hell. That was a disaster, that one, yeah. from what I remember. I'm going to rewatch them all, I think, in I the run-up. I haven't uh, seen that one in so long. I remember liking Casino Royale. I remember Quantum of Solace being a bit confusing, but I remember, I still think my favourite one has got to be... Um, what was it? Casino Royale? No. Um, <laughs> not Skyfall. Sp- Skyfall. By Country Mile, for me that is the Winter Soldier of the uh, Daniel Craig Bond films. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's just, and it references so much just the way it's set up. I love the story of it. It just it's just so good. Yeah, yeah. Casino Royale came out in two thousand and six, so Holy that's shit. <laughs> that's like fifteen years he's been Bond for now. Wow. Yeah. So they normally yeah they've really slowed that down. Yeah. But, uh, anyway. Uh, okay. we digress what is your number two then Marcus we're getting close now yeah I think you'll probably work out what my number one film is going to be from this yeah, one yeah you probably worked out mine as yeah. well my, my my number two film is um, I seem to I seem to I know what I'm going to be completely unashamed about it I've gone from the heart films that may not be as popular but as shown with Detective Pikachu they have a special place in my heart because they're my, fo- my top five my second one is Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yeah, wicked. Uh, movie Bob, uh, that was his movie of the year. Because so, uh, you, I'm, I'm, yeah. I've said it before, they fucking did it, and I don't give a fuck who doesn't like the film. It's not for you. Um, I hate to say it, but it's just genuinely not for you. It was yeah. designed from the ground up, and I can say this having seen the film three times, it was designed from the ground up to appeal to fans who love Godzilla films and may yeah. have come in from the previous legendary version. And my God, they've done it. And if anyone complains and it's, <laughs> I, I, I love the fact that the complaint about it is there isn't much character development. I mean, it's a giant monster biting another giant monster, smashing buildings. It's like yeah. watching Pacific Rim and, and minding going, what did they run on? Surely it can't be petrol. <laughs> You're missing the point. It's a big monster movie. It's designed to be big and monstery. The people are c- 
collateral side stories the people basically allow the joining between monster fights that is that is the rule it's a b movie but my god it's yeah. gorgeous <laughs> and it's glorious yeah. and ken watanabe my god that guy i could listen to him talk all day he just he just plays like not crazy japanese scientists but japanese scientist guy who you know has a message and just goes and does what the fuck he does and my god i loved it <laughs> you do need people like that in this world i wish i wish that i could see it in the cinema again i wish i'd gone to see it more times <laughs> That's my one regret about the film. That and it's not longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, there there is a new one coming out, isn't there? Is it Godzilla vs. Kong? Yeah, because that's their set um, up the law. It's the legendary universe, which unlike the universal universe, they didn't rush. <laughs> they spent time building this baby up. Um, yeah, that's been pushed back a bit. Uh, yeah. November now, apparently. Uh, no. No, I, the 20th. To be honest, I saw there was. A, it's basically it's a remake. They did one years ago, I think like the sixties or seventies or something, and that was that was kind of terrible. But it's it's the big question, isn't it? Eastern yeah. giant monster versus Western giant monster creation. Which one would win? But I think the story they'll do for this is a bit more complicated because they talk about the titans and everything and all the lore they set up from which is funny talking about lore of a monster movie <laughs> um set up from godzilla king of the monsters and stuff the fact that there's so many out there i think they mention as a throwaway comment there are like 13 of them but we only see five maybe six. Oh, um, oh right yeah, yeah and so they they kind of throw this comment away and i'm like holy shit so there's pretty much probably all of the ones from all of the Japanese films and stuff, as well as Kong and others. So I'm looking forward to see what kind of crazy shit they do, to be honest. Um, cool. Yeah. All right, then. I've been listening to the uh, soundtrack in work as well. It's just... <laughs> who, do you know who did, did it? Oh, um, Greg, someone, I think, coming from the top of my head. Okay. I should know. Benny A or something like that. Okay, um, but yeah, oh, it's, cool. so it's that's very good. it's a very strange, respectful theme because they 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 I kind of I'm a bit sad that they ditched the was it 2017 Godzilla theme because it had its own unique feel. It's almost like a military sort of drum style and beat to it. Um, but they've kind of gone with the original Toho um, version, but they've added like fisherman sort of choir and everything to it. And it's just, it feels like it's proper revenant of source material. <laughs> oh, it says Bear McCreary. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah. He's done some good stuff. Yeah, it's an amazing score. It's just phenomenal. Carries the film yeah. a lot in some ways. It just makes all the scenes that much more epic. But anyway, yeah, I'll stop because I've, I've talked loads about this already. <laughs> It's all right. And we don't have time for a five-hour podcast where Marcus talks monsters. <laughs> no, we've still, we, we're getting there, but we've got much to get through. Yeah. Um, so Let's my go. number two is Wild Rose, mm-hmm. um, which is a film about this Glaswegian woman who is a mother and uh, she's just come out of prison. And all she wants to do is be a country and Western singer. And obviously she's got, to deal with her dreams at the same time as her responsibilities to okay. her kids. Um, her mum, she's basically, her kids have been basically 
been brought up by her mum while she's been in jail. Uh, and her mum is played by Julie Walters. Jesse Buckley is the main uh, actress. Mm. And it's really good. And the... Um, the soundtrack is awesome. I think there's a few covers there, but the the song at the end, um, which I think is an original composition, is just unbelievable. Such a tremendous finale, um, and uh, yeah, it's it, you just have to watch it. I've watched it on my phone, yeah. to be honest with you, and the power that it had um, just blew me away. I mean, nice. it's it's it was made. You know, it wasn't an expensive film. It's not made loads of money, um, but I just, this is my like sort of one that I just want to sort of throw a bit of weight behind yeah. and uh, just, just sort of emphasize how, how good it is. It's like a, a, a gem in the rough. Um, and I guess I, you know, I just, I just kind of identify with that kind of dream uh, that she had, you know, of making it big and stuff. And also just the crushing reality of life that counterbalances that um yeah yeah any film like that i'm an easy mark for yeah and I... uh yeah yeah i was waiting to see it all year really because uh i've been i missed it at the cinema it didn't have a very big release i think it might have been on at every man for a week okay and so i was just keeping an eye on it and then it popped up on amazon and i was like i'm having that and i really enjoyed it and i'd recommend it to anyone Nice. I will check that out. Man, that's one. Wild Rose. Yeah. Wild Rose, yeah. You'll probably find it. It'll pop up on Netflix soon enough, I reckon. Just keep an eye out. Um, that's on the list. Okay, uh, so shall we do our number one together? Yeah. Endgame. Avengers Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, not even fair. No. This is the cap on, like, what I would consider to be the greatest cinematic achievement of all time. Um, Short and of I think, actually inventing cinema. It's like, yeah. you, you can have cinema this way now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it goes to show like they can, they can, uh, they, and the fact that they just brought it to such a satisfying end in a year that also saw the end of two other gigantic things, yeah. game of Thrones or well end in quotes of yeah. star Wars. Um, yeah. I think just the the shortcomings of Rise of Skywalker, you can almost measure this against yeah. in terms of how successful yeah. Avengers was. When it had to finish off a 22-film arc, all right, yeah, okay, you can say 40 years of Star Wars. Similar. No, yeah, but 22 films, it's more than... <laughs> yeah, but they, it's just not even close. And I know Star Wars was plagued with problems, and I don't want this conversation to just be about again, how disappointed I was with that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you can just, you can just, honestly, no, they, like, they nailed Avengers, it. They absolutely they, nailed it. They absolutely took, took it. They, I, I, want, oh. I want, I want the, um, I want the, the Blu-ray of all 22 films for it to look like a comic book <laughs> so you can flick through it. Each one's got a comic book page on the front and it'd just be like, this is the tome. Or just be like, <laughs> and on the back, a little footnote, DC, this is how you do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, God, and it makes, it throws that into context as well, really. They, no, I but mean, that's the thing. They they literally, bloody-mindedly just went, we're going to approach this like a television show. We're going to, it's, it's, I mean, I don't want to use that term, but the only thing I can think of is kind of similar. It's like the um, CW shows where you get the crossovers. 
Um, yeah. You've got each individual little franchise, and they all cross over, and you get an event, which basically is comic books. So they, they approach cinema in the way that they write comic books. And if someone told me that was going to happen with cinema, with the amount of money they were throwing into these films, I would have just gone, they're going to they're go bankrupt. What the hell? They must have tied yeah. up all of the accountants in the room and told them, no, 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 we're just going to do cartoons. <laughs> just... <laughs> Well, they well they employed every single uh, special effects company. Yeah. Um, you know, pretty much filled out every studio in in the, the, land. the world. Yeah. You know, um, you know they they've had that. I think it's one of the ones in London. I think that they just had not nailed down for like, <laughs> for like ever. Um, but you know, they had a plan. They executed yeah. the plan. It, you know, they were very lucky casting Robert Downey Jr. Uh, in the role of Tony Stark. And I that think really keeping t- him as Tony Stark was the, the real luck. Because yeah. if they lost that... Yeah, if he walked, that's true. Geez, <laughs> somewhere there's an alternative universe where Thanos has won and Robert Downey Jr. did not, did not continue with those films. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, it's just, it's just such a colossal achievement. Um We've dedicated an entire episode to it yeah. uh, earlier in the year. Uh, but yeah, it still remains uh, by a country mile the best thing I've seen. And and I loved it so much, yeah. And I watched a bunch of the Avengers films in the run-up to uh, this one. But what I did then afterwards, I only watched it once in the cinema. And then I proceeded to buy the Blu-rays uh, for every single... I bought all four... Uh, MCU Blu-ray box sets. Wow. And so have been in chronological order re-watching all of the films all through the summer until the end, the final box came out so that I could re-watch Endgame again. And it still had the same impact, even more so wow. because all of those other memories, I mean, it's Stark and it's Cap, you know, their main yeah. arcs are so tightly woven through it. I think that's it, really. They just had those two characters yeah. that they really, really focused on. Um, and, uh, yeah, just really paid off. Really paid off. Um, yeah, it's like nothing else. And nothing can touch it now. No. You know. Um, it's, and, and, until, and, and, and until, it's they, until they do the next season. And well, then, and then yeah, we're we've... celebrating like a thousand years of Marvel cinema. Way, way in the future. Where... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've got Black Widow, I think, in May. That's yeah. the uh, that's the next one, um, and then uh, nothing until the Eternals at the end of the year. So this year's going to be quite light for the MCU. Mm. But I feel like I think they've earned the rest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. Um, I think yeah, they deserve they deserve it, and uh, it'll be time, you know, for them to just slow down, get their ducks in a row, yeah. and then. Uh, Slowly but surely, we'll get the X Men come through, and there'll be another well, they've, big they've, giant event. Yeah, <laughs> they, they've got they've got they've got time to sit down, concentrate on TV stuff, and and see what's going on. And oh yeah, there is that as well, I suppose. Mm. So Disney Plus. So they've, uh, they've they've got time to try something different rather than just start churning through the next arc. Because why? That doesn't always, as we know, that doesn't always work out well when you rush the arc. <laughs> so yeah, I think. I think they said that the WandaVision, yeah, that's been moved forwards because uh, I think that wasn't going to come out until next year, but they're, they're Which saying makes that's me think actually going to come in 2020. Which makes me think that they're strategizing 
because when, whenever they move stuff forwards and back, it doesn't it doesn't feel like they're doing it because it's either not ready or whatever. It feels like they have a plan and they're kind of going actually that one would work better there and there and there and there because a lot of these films were moved around and you see yeah. the end result and you kind of go yeah yeah that's true i mean it, the thing is though you're looking at a good sort of 18 months uh for a tv show and yeah. like two years for a movie so i think they really didn't know what to do after endgame for a while <laughs> because you know, you'd think they'd have something in the tank even sooner than that. But anyway, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a light year next year. But um, you know, it'll be worth it. Yeah. Um, right. So, did you have any um, noteworthy mentions you wanted to honourable mentions? I did. Uh, um, honourable mention: John Wick Three, Parabellum. Tick. That's what mine too. Um, while the story might not be as engrossing as the others, my God, it's still such a great film. Loved it. Um, it Chapter 2, for me. I thought it was a nice oh, okay. way to end it off. Um, I still think it suffers from being massively outshone by the first part. But as a way to close off the book, yeah, I I, I enjoyed it. I didn't walk out of the cinema thinking, what a pile of shit. Um, so yeah, okay. I, I enjoyed that. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> you did. <laughs> and Eli, a Netflix Eli? film, which came out in October. Oh, it's a horror film. That. It's about a child who... I've recommended this to John. Um, it's E-L-I. Um, don't Google it, because it will spoil it. Go in blind. Trust me. You'll like it. Okay. It's a kid goes into like a kind of... It's a slightly haunted um, place. He's got a skin condition... You'll get spoilers. Trust me. Don't look. Don't look. I'm just looking at it on Netflix. No, yeah, but don't look because Netflix is a dick as well. And if it puts the wrong thumbnail up, it'll fuck you. <laughs> um, we went into this okay. completely blind. You know, roulette, horror film. We do that on a Friday. We watched this film. My God, the twist. There is a twist. Oh, but- okay. Well, yeah, I guess... Hence you telling me not to look at anything. But yeah, it's. I have to just type it in blindly and press return, and it will play. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a it's typical creepy horror kid in there and things going on, trying to solve the mystery of of where he is, um, and what happened. But yeah, it's I I've got to say it's worth a watch. We've seen a lot of really crappy random horror films, but this has stuck out simply because it's made me go, "Holy shit!" <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. No. So I've yeah, not, I've I think it's worth a watch. That. Worth a watch. And because it's not part of a franchise or anything else, it's it's disposable. So yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, any more? I recommend it. Um, I didn't have any more, but I'm sure there's loads more. Captain Marvel didn't quite make my top five, but I loved it absolutely loved it um i was a bit dubious and i i yeah i can kind of forgive the way that she gets her powers and stuff like that because it's the they kind of hint to the legacy and everyone else and all that but it's the mcu i had to get over all that kind of stuff when it started it's not the comic universe it's the cinematic universe it's an adaptation and it's fun and i enjoy it so big love to captain marvel yeah 
yeah, I, I uh, obviously I watched it again. I own it now twice mm. <laughs> uh, to do it chronologically because the Blu- Blu-ray wasn't out to do it like that. Mm. Uh, so, so uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I watched it a second time. I thought it was fine. Uh, it's definitely not uh, on a second rewatch. It's definitely not in the top half mm. uh, of the MCU for me. But um, it's it's the MCU. So you know, mm. uh, even on a bad day, the MCU is the MCU, and I love it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah I've got a few little mentions here um, okay what order should I do these in alright so yeah on Netflix uh, Marriage Story uh, that's um, Adam Driver Scarlett Johansson uh, having a uh, divorce and uh, really really well done excellent performances my sister I told my sister to watch it she went oh it was alright and, uh, <laughs> and then and then, I, and then I said to her so who do you think was in the right then and we were talking about it all the way <laughs> to, to my mum's. So uh, yeah, that that's it's clearly it's one it that, works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it definitely uh, you know it's a conversation starter. Uh, also on Netflix, The Irishman, uh, Martin Scorsese's return to the gangster genre with yeah. uh, di- mental special effects de aging on De Niro. Joe Pesci and Al Pacino, all three of them in one film at once in scenes together again. As, yeah. Uh, well, you know, one does not simply watch The Irishman. It's three and a half fucking hours long. Holy so shit. So <laughs> you have to reserve uh, an evening for The Irishman. Yeah, there's... But, the, you know, people will watch four episodes of, of fucking Game of Thrones. Yeah, So true. Go figure, yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyway. Uh, uh, Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, not a lot happens, but it's brilliantly put together <laughs> best uh, review i've you know, heard of it <laughs> it's just like yeah not a lot uh, well not a lot does happen really but yeah. it's all built on the dread that you feel uh following uh sharon tate around on the day that she got murdered okay. so uh yeah and it plays with that quite well in a very tarantino type way i should say no more but yeah definitely a film in com in the conversation of you know films of the year uh, but not one that personally was all the yeah. way up there for me and finally, uh, I watched the documentary about Diego Maradona the other week, and uh, that was that was well, that was a whole lot of shit that went down. So uh, yeah, I found it quite moving. Um, just the whole rise and fall story. Seen it before, uh, obviously, but just going into the details of what he actually dealt with, and just when you put that into context of football today, like I just don't even think that would be possible. No. <laughs> like the amount of organized crime and drugs he was into and all that but you know classic you know Diego rise and fall sort of story <laughs> so but yeah uh, no I just wanted to mention that because it was quite good That's, that, that was done by the same guy that did the Amy Winehouse documentary a oh, few okay. years back Yeah, and the uh, he, before that he did one about Ayrton Senna that was really good as well yes so, uh, I heard that was really, really good I need to see that yeah yeah so uh, yeah just thought I'd mention those um yeah, no, that's yeah, good. That's it. I mean, to be honest, I've I've got I've got a little list of films that did come out. Uh, I'll just bang through them um, in twenty nineteen that I haven't seen. Joker, you have, I haven't. Um, rubbish. <laughs> yeah, nominated nom- nominated for eleven Oscars, but I still think it's rubbish. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I just want to see it. Uh, I can't. I don't feel as though I can make up my mind without having seen it. Yeah, I I saw Justice League the other day for the same reason. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a mistake. <laughs> um, yeah, Toy Story Four. 
No, I haven't. But I also haven't seen Toy Story 2 or 3 either. Okay. Which I'm going to fix yeah. when we get Disney+. Plus. Okay. Midsommar? Midsommar, I haven't seen that. yes. I'm looking yes, at that. Yes, you Sleep. Yep. That's on my list. Zombieland, double tap. No, I haven't seen that. No. Um, Jumanji, next level. Because I really enjoyed the Jumanji film that came out. Um, I didn't think I would, but we saw it uh, a couple of months ago. And I found myself, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was quite fun. It doesn't do anything else. It's got some interesting gimmicks, playing with the idea of video games and stuff like that. But I, I, I just found it quite enjoyable. So I'd love to see another one. Um, I, quite simply that. I also enjoyed Welcome to the Jungle. Um, directed by Jake Kazdan, who is the son of Lawrence Kazdan, who wrote Jumanji. Empire Strikes Back oh. and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. Just saying. So, they just can't yeah. escape the jungle, can they? <laughs> no, but uh, you know, I, I think I think uh, you know it's in the blood. Yeah, um, I just found so, it. I just found it one of those films where you know you watch it and you think that was a well put together, enjoyable film experience. It it wasn't yeah. absolutely mind blowing, but it was just it was just kind of perfect in that it's a film I wanted to watch. I was really entertained, enjoyed it and then it's kind of done and I would happily watch it again it's one of those films where I could watch it a couple of times all I've heard about this very latest one is that slightly diminishing returns yeah. in that it's kind of doing the same thing again um, it might have been cool if they'd done it uh, you know because the first one was a board game hmm. next one's a video game the third one is a what I don't know. Yeah, something else. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. so it's it's not quite the same uh, step up. You yeah. know. Yep. No, but, I, um, I, I totally get that. I can't even think it will be a case of that. That's anyway, what I heard. Yeah. Other films, but, yeah. Midway, which came out at the end of last year, Battle of Midway. Oh, I've heard that. I've heard that shit. I, heard I really it was all did. Right, but I want to check it out anyway. I've got a That's, sucker. Uh, I've got a sucker for random war films. I will still need to check out nineteen seventeen, but. Um, that's for a different, yeah, different story. I, that's uh, Roland Emmerich, isn't it? Yeah. yeah I, well, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, I heard that was not very good. And obviously yep. Wild Rose. <laughs> yep. Add that, definitely. Yeah. And that's cool. my films yet to watch. That's your uh, incomplete sampling, isn't it? Your, uh, yeah. Your pile of shame. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or more, uh, I'll get around to it when I can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what what have I, I I can probably pull up a list. I I can pull up a list of the things I've got on my wish list on Cinema Paradiso to see if there's anything you haven't mentioned. One second. Uh, so I've got scary stories to tell in the dark. Oh, actually, like to see. also Fleabag. But actually, no, that's that's TV. That's TV. Yeah. Almost the length of a film, though. Yeah. Um. There's a film called Out of Blue, which is uh, about the murder of an astrophysicist in New Orleans. It just had loads of keywords in it that appealed to me, so I thought I'd have Good. to watch that. And it's directed by Carol Morley, who's done some cool stuff. Um, those, oh, hang on, what else have I got that isn't come out? Oh, Jay and Bob, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. I heard that. I wasn't sure if that was out yet or not, but I guess it, so. It came, it came out on a very short run at the Prince Charles Cinema, where he was doing Q&A. Oh. Uh, I was gonna go with our friend Lou- Louise, yeah. but obviously she's like on maternity leave and stuff, yeah. and it's all a bit tricky. So never got around to that. Uh, Ad Astra, 
Brad Pitt sci-fi film. I've heard mixed things about yeah, it. Yeah, I've but... heard a big spag about that. I'll probably catch it at some point. Um, yeah. Uh, Zombieland, Double Tap, you mentioned. Ready or Not, I've heard, is quite a good film uh, where this woman goes, uh, gets married to this guy and they have to, uh, there's like an initiation and mm. she has to basically run around and not get killed and they're all after her. It's like a comedy horror film. I think I've seen the trailer for that. Yeah, it's got uh, the one that looks like um, Margot Robbie, but isn't. Yeah, I'm going to put that on there. Ready or not? Uh, there's this movie that was uh, a lot of people were talking about at South by Southwest called The Peanut Butter Falcon. <laughs> uh, and it's got Sheila Booth. And he's, um, he's kind of like hanging out with this guy that's actually got real Down syndrome. Oh. And... He wants to be a professional wrestler. It's supposed to be really, really good. Uh, okay. Dakota Johnson's also in that. So I really want to see that. Um, Terminator Dark Fate. I, I am still uh, interested in seeing. I'm interested. Not- I wasn't sure if I was going to add that on there because I thought if it sparks a debate that goes on for an hour <laughs> or yeah. a tirade, I don't know. But I I need to see it. I feel as so though I need to see it. I- yeah, I, I haven't watched the last two films, I think. But- oh, okay. I feel like I can probably just watch this one yeah. because it's all timey-wimey and you can just ignore the rest of it, can't you, really? It's amazing As... how Doctor Who still gets around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Doctor Sleep, uh, Le Mans 66, which is called Ford versus Ferrari in America. That's uh, about the... Uh, uh, it's about racing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the feud between... Um... Ford and Ferrari, where the GT40 was born, I think. Yeah, I think it's, they, it's got. It's quite a seminal got, race. I think it's the Le Mans 24 hours. Yeah, I, th- I think I've. I think I know the story because mm. they've done it on Top Gear or uh, Grand yeah. Tour. Um, so yeah, I've got that on my list. It's also got an Academy Award nomination for Best Picture. Nice. And I think that's about it for stuff that actually came out in the UK this year. Everyone's talking about Parasite. Uh, and Jojo Rabbit, but that's we're into twenty twenty yeah. now. So uh, yeah, um, yeah, but that's it. Um, any films you're particularly looking forward to uh, next year? Um, I don't really know. Let's see. Um, I should have prepped this bit if I actually. Sorry, no, I'm no, just no, it's cool. it on, yeah. I like this. this I just is, thought, this is, I just thought about it. This is good. Okay, so I do want to see the new Bond film, No Time to Die. I do yeah. want to see Top Gun Maverick because it's a new Top Gun film, and why not? It's the yeah. same kind of weird interest as like a new Terminator film, um, yeah. when there were less yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I kind of want to see Mulan because I kind of want to see what Disney do with it. I'm um, really interested in that now. Darker. I saw a trailer. I know. I've got a weird obsession with seeing what they do with these live action ones, and I've only been impressed with a couple of them. I'm going to um, see when that's out. Wonder Woman, 1984. That's what I'm definitely up for. Yeah. Um, Black Widow one, yeah, I'm kind of interested. I do want to see Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, oh, I'm so unsure about that. And I Looks do scary. want to see Bill and Ted face the music. Yeah. Um, there's actually quite a few here, actually. The King's Man, which is like I think the birth of Kingsman. That got pushed back. That was supposed to come out really soon, but yeah. it's got pushed right back to the end of the year. Uh, Okay, um, if you're just going through them, Conjuring 3 is coming out. Yes. About yep. the same time. 
Uh, We've probably got very similar lists. Which is like... <laughs> yeah, I've just I've, I've I've just had a few marked on my list of things. Uh, mm. Tenet is the new film by Christopher Nolan. Nice. Apparently, comes out on the same week as Top Gun. That's not going to happen. Okay. They're one of them. That's, is that's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, oh, June at the end of the year. Uh, the new uh, guy. Oh God! That's actually the guy coming out. I thought that disappeared. No, no, that is happening. Uh, it's got a star-studded cast, and it's being directed by Denny Villeneuve, who did Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Awesome. Uh, Eternals. That will probably kick off. That I think that's going to be quite an epic MCU film. I've, I have a feeling that may uh, make up for the general lack of MCU this year. Yeah. Well, I've got to wait until the end of the year before I, I get my monster fix with Godzilla vs. Kong, as we mentioned earlier. That's um, it, yeah. yeah so I'm, I'm seeing some weird there. stuff coming up, like they're even growing the universe more, because there's um there's like stuff like Mecha Godzilla and stuff like that as well, which I, I heard was hinted at in um, King of the Monsters. And I'm like, really? So now I need to watch the film again. <laughs> I'm, I'm, well, a, I'm a complete idiot. I, I need to. I just. I just can't get enough of this shit. I'm a loser, but I'm happy. So fucking world. <laughs> so talking of monsters, did you mention a quiet place too? Oh yes, no, I didn't. But I'm so up for that. That's that's. that's I want to see that I'm, in the cinema. Yeah, I don't definitely. Know how, I don't know if it will still have the same impact, but. Well, I failed miserably to see that at the cinema. I think just at the time there was a lot else on, yeah, and I just could not. You know, it was a it was a movie trip too far. But um, I, it looks like from the trailer that it's going to carry on almost from the end of the fir- of the last film. Oh wow! So it's like it's very much part two uh, yes. the way they're doing it, okay. which is interesting because I I I sort of speculated that they'd do like a time jump and you know, yeah, because be the like film a- ended with a. Cocking a shotgun and let's go. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, gl- I guess they're just uh, really up for mining it for all it's worth. So if they do it like this, then they can put out another one in another couple of years. Yeah. Uh, as long as John Krasinski's involved, uh, I, I think I think we're in safe hands. Mm. But, um, um, yeah. Also, I, I'm not saying I'm looking forward to it, but I need to see it because it's been sitting around for so fucking long and I don't know what medium I'll see it so it may be next year or maybe the year after um, New Mutants film because I'm just curious <laughs> I'm just curious what the fuck they're going to do I've seen they put out another I've, trailer for I've, that the other day didn't they huh? they put out another trailer for that maybe I've not watched it whatever they, they made that film about two years ago yeah I know and they're still picking at it I've seen X-Men Dark Phoenix and it wasn't that good. Yeah, no. I I'm glad I didn't go to the cinema. Um, I needed to see it. I did see it. I don't wish I hadn't, because I needed to see it. But yeah, let's move on. <laughs> see, this is this is the thing. I my argument about Titans. Yeah, I can't. I can't really deal with any other superhero. Yeah, stuff no, now because dude, because yeah, none of it, it has any of the weight or impact that no. the MCU does. It See, all just looks stupid. That's, to me. that's the problem. They've made everything look pony, and it's yeah. really unfair. It's it really is. unfair because it's like whatever you're seeing, you can't you can't measure it to that because it's ridiculous. They've it's basically like, they've basically gone off the scale, picked up the scale, and chucked it into orbit. <laughs> yeah, and then looked at you and gone like, 
bring it, bro. <laughs> You're like, what? Yeah. That said, I didn't mind Shazam, even though it was a bit Power Rangers. Shazam, they had to go different with it. They really had yeah. to go goofy. Well, they were clearly and, aping and picking MCU Zachary, a bit. Um, what's his name? Um, Zachary Levi? Yeah. Picking him as the role, I thought was a good idea, because he's off the back of... Um, uh, God, what was it? When he was the spy. Chuck. Chuck, yeah. Because I haven't seen him in anything since then, and that worked really well. Yeah. But, yeah, I know. Yeah, cool. All right, then. Well, I think that takes care of movies yeah. uh, before we digress again, once again, into superhero stuff. <laughs> God, Ghostbusters um, looks fun, though. <laughs> it, it, it. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Not Watching Podcast, part of the Not Listening Podcast Network, where you can also find the Not Playing Podcast, where we talk about video games, and the Not Listening Podcast, where you can hear Adam and Co. talk about all kinds of nonsensical nonsense. You can email us at notwatchingpodcast at gmail.com, or you can tweet at or follow us on Twitter at notwatchingpod. You can find the show notes for all our shows at notlistening.co.uk. And if you like what you've heard here, please do leave us a review. Anyway, that's all for now. Until next time, bye! This is Discover, and we take customer service very seriously. We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter, and you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again, it's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. If you call us and Bob answers, you're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover. Exceptionally common sense.